Book One, Part Five of On the Nature of Things by Titus Lucretius Carus, translated by William Ellery Leonard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Daniel Vamont. Book One, Part Five, Character of the Atoms. Bodies again are partly primal germs of things, and partly unions deriving from the primal germs, and those which are the primal germs of things no power can quench, for in the end they conquer by their own solidness. Though hard it be to think that aught in things has solid frame, for lightnings pass no less than voice and shout through hedging walls of houses, and the iron white dazzles in the fire and rocks will burn with exhalations fierce and burst asunder totters the rigid gold dissolved in heat the ice of bronze melts conquered in the flame warmth and the piercing cold through silver seep since with the cups held rightly in the hand we oft feel both as from above is poured the dew of waters between their shining sides so true it is no solid form is found but yet because true reason and nature of things constrain us come whilst in few verses now i disentangle how there still exist bodies of solid everlasting frame the seeds of things the primal germs we teach whence all creation around us came to be first since we know a twofold nature exists of things both twain and utterly unlike body and place in which all things go on then each must be both for and through itself and all unmixed where'er be empty space there bodies not and so where body bides there not at all exists the void inane thus primal bodies are solid without a void but since there's void in all begotten things all solid matter must be round the same nor by true reason canst thou prove aught hides and holds a void within its body unless thou grant what holds it be a solid no that which can hold a void of things within can be naught else than matter in union knit thus matter consisting of a solid frame hath power to be eternal though all else though all creation be dissolved away again were naught of empty and inane the world were then a solid as without some certain bodies to fill the places held the world that is were but a vacant void and so infallibly alternate wise body and void are still distinguished since nature knows no wholly full nor void there are then certain bodies possessed of power to vary forever the empty and the full and these can nor be sundered from without by beats and blows nor from within be torn by penetration nor be overthrown by any assault soever through the world for without void naught can be crushed it seems nor broken nor severed by a cut in twain nor can it take the damp or seeping cold or piercing fire those old destroyers three but the more void within a thing the more entirely it totters at their sure assault thus if first bodies be as i have taught solid 
without a void, they must be then eternal. And if matter ne'er had been eternal, long ere now had all things gone back into nothing utterly, and all we see around from nothing had been born. But since I taught above that naught can be from naught created, nor the once begotten to naught be summoned back, these primal germs must have an immortality of frame and into these must each thing be resolved when comes its supreme hour that thus there be at hand the stuff for plenishing the world so primal germs have solid singleness nor otherwise could they have been conserved through eons and infinity of time for the replenishment of wasted worlds once more if nature had given a scope for things to be forever broken more and more by now the bodies of matter would have been so far reduced by breakings in old days that from them nothing could at season fixed be born and arrive its prime and top of life for lo each thing is quicker marred than made and so whate'er the long infinitude of days and all forepast time would now by this have broken and ruined and dissolved that same could ne'er in all remaining time be builded up for plenishing the world but mark infallibly a fixed bound remaineth established against their breaking down since we behold each thing so ever renewed and unto all their seasons after their kind wherein they arrive the flower of their age again if bounds have not been set against the breaking down of this corporeal world yet must all bodies of whatever things have still endured from everlasting time unto this present as not yet assailed by shocks of peril but because the same are to thy thinking of a nature frail it ill accords that thus they could remain as thus they do through everlasting time vexed through the ages as indeed they are by the innumerable blows of chance so in our programme of creation mark how tis that though the bodies of all stuff are solid to the core we yet explain the ways whereby some things are fashioned soft air water earth and fiery exhalations and by what force they function and go on the fact is founded in the void of things but if the primal germs themselves be soft reason cannot be brought to bear to show the ways whereby may be created these great crags of basalt and the during iron for their whole nature will profoundly lack the first foundations of a solid frame but powerful in old simplicity abide the solid the primeval germs and by their combinations more condensed all objects can be tightly knit and bound and made to show unconquerable strength again since all things kind by kind obtain fixed bounds of growing and conserving life since nature hath inviolably decreed what each can do what each can never do since naught is changed but all things so abide that ever the variegated birds reveal the spots or stripes peculiar to their kind spring after spring thus surely all that is must be composed of matter immutable for if the primal germs in any wise were open to conquest and to change twould be uncertain also what could come to birth and what could not and by what law to each its scope prescribed its boundary stone that clings so deep in time nor could the generations kind after kind so often reproduce the nature habits motions ways of life of their progenitors 
and then again since there is ever an extreme bounding point of that first body which our senses now cannot perceive that bounding point indeed exists without all parts a minimum of nature nor was e'er a thing apart as of itself nor shall hereafter be since tis itself still parcel of another a first and single part whence other parts and others similar in order lie in a packed phalanx filling to the full the nature of first body being thus not self-existent they must cleave to that from which in no wise they can sundered be so primal germs have solid singleness which tightly packed and closely joined cohere by virtue of their minim particles no compound by mere union of the same but strong in their eternal singleness nature reserving them as seeds for things permitteth naught of rupture or decrease moreover were there not a minimum the smallest bodies would have infinites since then a half of half could still be halved with limitless division less and less then what the difference twixt the sum and least none for however infinite the sum yet even the smallest would consist the same of infinite parts but since true reason here protests denying that the mind can think it convinced thou must confess such things there are as have no parts the minimums of nature and since these are likewise confess thou must that primal bodies are solid and eterne again if nature creatress of all things were wont to force all things to be resolved unto least parts then would she not avail to reproduce from out them anything because whate'er is not endowed with parts cannot possess those properties required of generative stuff divers connections weights blows encounters motions whereby things for evermore have being and go on end of book one part five recording by daniel vermont osaka japan